0: And now, a message from Pastor Josh Carmody. Um, and so we're finishing up our book of Galatians. We've been studying the book of Galatians since sometime in May. And uh, I hope you've been enjoying it. I hope it's been a good thing. And so today we're going to finish up in Galatians chapter 6. And the, the full text is 11 through 18. Uh, but we're going to cover Galatians six fourteen through 18 this morning. Here we go. Uh, it should be on the screen for you. It says this. As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified, and the world's interest in me has also died. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. And from now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Everybody said amen. 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 So Paul says, I will never boast about anything except the cross of Jesus Christ. I'll never boast. What's that word boast mean? That word boast means to be uh, full of pride. Uh, the, it means to be maybe arrogant, to be loud. The Bible says it means to be loud tongued. We might say loud mouth, right? Uh, so that's what this word boast it's, uh It's say, hey, hey, look at me, right? Everybody say, look at me. Look at And that's kind of what it means to boast. Like, look at me. Look at all the good things I've done. We've got some kids in here today. A few of them are older. Maybe you're like, look at all the good things I did on Fortnite. Anybody? Okay, a couple of you. All right. Or you say, hey, look at all the... There was like two people, and the adults are like, I don't get that reference. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, Maybe you're saying, hey, look at me. I accomplished this task, or I fixed my car all by myself, or I changed my oil, or I fixed this in my house. Look at me, right? right. Or there's all kinds of things we could boast about. There's all kinds of things where we could be loud-mouthed or loud-tongued and say, hey, check out all the good things I've done. I'm really smart. I'm really awesome at something. Anybody ever tempted to boast about something you've done? You're like, man, I was so excited. And it was so great. I just want to tell people because I'm really awesome. I mean, we've all probably had that tendency where it's like, oh, I just want to tell somebody. But Paul's telling us the only thing that we should boast in The only thing we can be loud-tongued and loud-mouthed about is the fact that Jesus Christ died on a cross for us. And so we can talk about that all the time to anybody we want to and be as loud as we want to about it. Now, we don't need to be obnoxious, but we can be loud about it. We can let people know that, hey, Jesus Christ loves me, forgives me, died on the cross for me. Here's the thing about boasting. When we boast, we try to make ourselves look better. When we boast, we try to make ourselves look better and let everybody know how great we are. But here's the thing. If you want to be proud of something and loudmouth about something, make sure it's about all that Jesus did for you when he died on the cross. Amen? Amen. Boasting of, of ourselves is, hey, look at what I've done. When we boast about the cross of Jesus Christ, we say, hey, I haven't done much of anything. Jesus did it all. Jesus did everything. He paid the ultimate price for me. Look at what Ephesians 2 says, verses 8 through 10. It says, God saved you by his grace when you believe. That's what this whole, in Galatians, we've been talking in, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. That's how we are saved is through our faith. And so he says this, Paul says it again in Ephesians 2. He says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. You guys catch that? You can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation, being set free, being rescued, being redeemed, is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. Did I skip some stuff? No. All right. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. That's good news. Somebody say good news. So we're offered salvation. We're offered freedom in Christ. We're offered to be rescued from our sin. A new life in Christ when we accept Jesus Christ. When we have faith in him and believe him. And I like this. It is a gift from God. How many of you know salvation is a gift from God? How many of you know that the fact that we are saved, that we are born again, that we are set free, that we've been pulled out of a pit, we've been pulled out of the miry clay, it's all because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. He just loves us. Amen? And that's what he does for us. And so if there's anything for us to boast in or to boast about, it's the fact that Jesus Christ has died for us. And you and I, we are his masterpiece. We are his priceless work of art. Did you know that you and I have been given a new life? That we were old, but now we've been made new? Now that should make some of us happy. I'm not looking at anybody in particular, but that should make some of us happy. We were old, but now we've been made new. new. We have new life coursing through our body. We receive salvation an eternal life with Christ so that we can live with him forever. But here's another thing that points out in this scripture is that we're saved, we're set free, we're rescued so that we can also do the good things that God has planned for us to do. That's not exciting. That is exciting. So he saved us because he has good things planned for us to do. Well, that's fun. I like that. That means that you and I are supposed to do good things. You and I are supposed to do good things. Well, why is that? Because we've accepted Jesus Christ. We've received his salvation. And so he, he gives us good things to do. Yeah. Maybe it's simple things like loving others as ourselves or being kind or speaking nice to one another. I don't know what it is entirely. And it's a bunch of different things. Maybe it's, um, encouraging our friends and coworkers. Maybe it's sharing what we have with others. Maybe it's sharing the love and message of Jesus Christ with others. He's, put, he's got good things in store for us. He wants us to do good things to others, amen? Yeah. To love others, to respect others, to speak kindly about one another. This one's for the adults. Have you noticed there's a political, um, there's, like a, there's, there's stuff going on where we're gonna elect a president in the next year? Have you guys noticed any of that? I mean, I'm sure you guys don't pay any attention to politics, right? Um, But there are so many people that want our vote. There's so many people. And and instead of just talking about the good things that they want to do, they have to tear down all the other things that other people have done. And here's the truth of the matter. God's called us all to do good things. So I would get caught up and involved in doing good things, and not talking bad about the other things that other people do. And that was just one example, but are we all following? Yeah. So let's do good things. Everybody say good things. Good. Jesus died on the cross, and it did. he did so much for us. I like this. Paul says, because of the cross. Everybody say, because of, the cross. because of the cross. Okay, because of the cross, Paul said this. My interest in this world has died, and the world's interest in me has died. That's pretty cool because of the cross, because of what Jesus Christ did, the world's interest in our lives and our interest in the world is dead, is crucified, is cut off for good. That means that we don't have to live by the way the world lives. We don't have to think the way the world thinks, but that we can live like Christ has lived. Look at Romans 6. It says, and since we died with Christ, we know that we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin, but now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you, everybody say me. So you should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin, dead to the world, dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. That's what he did for us on the cross. That's what Paul is talking about, that we can be dead to this world, that the world is dead to us, that we've got no desire. Anything the world offers us is just no fun, no thank you, don't need it. We are alive in Jesus Christ, and that's what the cross has done for us. All right, so now we're going to try something we've never tried on Church Sunday. You guys ready? The Connect team members are looking at me wide-eyed. They're nervous. I have no idea how this is going to go. Here's what we're going to do. We are doing a craft. Some of you are like, what? A craft? All right. So here's what's going to happen. People are going to be passing some things out. And listen up. You are going to get two Popsicle sticks. You at home, go eat some Popsicles. You're going to want to do this. Two Popsicle sticks. All right? and they're going to hand you those two popsicle sticks, and they're going to hand you something that is wonderful. It's called a glue dot. Did you even know they existed? Some do, some don't. I didn't know. I'm like, I wonder if they make a thing that's like a glue dot. And I Googled it. Somebody had made it. All right, so here's what you're going to do. This is a very simple craft. Stuff's coming to you. I just dropped my paper. Um, You're going to get this glue dot, and there's going to be a little chunk of sticky stuff on here. The easiest thing to do is peel it off the plastic. All right? That's the best way. There it is, just like that. Peel it off the plastic. You're going to attach your glue dot to one of your sticks. Do you guys know where I'm going with this? If you've been listening, I hope you do. (laughs) And then you're going to attach the other stick, and we're going to make a simplest craft Ever, Right? All right. Thanks, Reed. All right. So I'm going to let you guys get your materials. You can go ahead and help one another. You can chat a little bit. This is totally fine. We're going to take a small little break while everybody gets their craft materials. And so go ahead and make your cross. How would I do that? Those glue dots are very difficult to take off. So you take the white piece of paper off first and you gotta got to dig that little dot off that plastic and it'll come off. You might need to help the small ones around you, possibly some adults around you as well. Might need your help. And then you can make a cross. Is anybody still needing a stick? Is anybody needing a glue dot? We need glue dots in the sound booth. The sound booth is feeling left out this morning. They need glue dots. Now some of your dots might be big, some might be small, but either way they'll work, all right? Yeah, all are precious in his sight, so. All right, when you get your cross made, that's what we're making, remember? Let's let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see you hold it up. Wow, you guys, man, I don't know. I'm thinking of calling this a success for All Church Sunday. All right, we got about half done. All right, yep, that's exactly how you make it. So I'll say this, once you're done creating your stick, maybe you have a pen, maybe you have crayons, maybe you have something with you, you can decorate your cross. If you want to write on there what the cross means to you, maybe you write the word forgiven, or maybe you write the word love, or maybe you write the word sin and then cross it out. I don't know. Whatever the cross means to you that Jesus Christ did what he did for you. So while we're waiting, healing, whatever it is, life, right? So whatever it is, you can take some time to do that while others are finishing up and uh, keep on crafting Craft just keeps on going. All right. I hope those of you watching are crafting with us. It's a lot of fun. feel like everybody's got their craft done or should be pretty close. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Just put it back together. I know it was together at one point. All right. All right. So when you leave this place today, don't forget your cross. And uh, I know it's a simple little craft, but hey, remember what Jesus Christ did when he died on this cross for us. Amen. He did so many wonderful things for us. And one of the things he did I'm going to just kind of segue back into the message. You guys can finish up your crafts. One of the things he did um, is that he began to transform us from the inside out. I'm going to read a scripture while you guys are still working on that craft. And this is what it says in 2 Corinthians five seventeen. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new, one, a new life has begun. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Here's the thing. Our lives, I want, you, I want us to hear this and know this and understand this while you're still crafting. Our lives are completely different because we know Jesus Christ. Because of who Christ is and what he did for us on the cross, our lives are completely different. So I want to show you a video. This is a video of a caterpillar. Anybody knows what happens to caterpillars sometimes? They make a what? Does anybody know? Cocoon. Ooh, say it. Chrysalis, right? And then, chrysalis, chrysalis? I'm not going to know that. All right, so that thing, and then out comes a beautiful what? All right, let's check it out and see what happens. Awesome. Just a short little video. Yeah, there you go. You can clap for the little butterfly. <laughs> Metamorph, change, right? So uh, that's a good example of our life. We're something, you see that green-looking caterpillar, and then all of a sudden it's a beautiful monarch butterfly, right? Now, it took 30 seconds in that video, but that takes a process of time, right? And you and I, we were like that green caterpillar. We were completely different. That was our old man. When the Bible says old things have passed away, like pretend you were a green caterpillar. Okay? And Jesus saved you, and he rescued you, and the work that he did on the cross, he set you free, and he changed you completely, and now you're that beautiful monarch butterfly. Fly, little butterfly. Fly, right? So that's what he did. He completely changed us. Now, we're not actually monarch butterflies. Everybody understands that. We are humans, right? Created in God's image. But that's exactly what he did in us. He took something old and different and made us brand new. That's something exciting. And look at what Romans 12 says. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform. Everybody say transform. Transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Man, that's awesome. Part of the way we transform from a caterpillar to a butterfly, from our old life to our new life, is God changes the way we think. He changes the way we think. I don't know about you, but a lot of things that I think about are things that I just think about. They're not necessarily thoughts from God. They're not necessarily anything. They're just me. There's a whole lot of me thinking up there. Anybody with me? And there's just a whole lot of of me thinking. And, And God wants to transform that thinking, the way I think about things, the things I say, the things I do. He wants to transform my life, and he does that by changing the way I think. And the scripture says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. You know, this world has behavior. This world has customs that the world thinks is totally normal and fine and good, but it goes against what the Word of God says. It goes against the way God wants us to live. It does. The world says it's okay that if someone does something wrong that you can yell at them, that it's okay that you can call them bad names. It's okay to say mean things to someone because after all, they hurt you, they were mean to you. It's okay to do that, but God says, no, we love our neighbor as ourselves, and if someone's mean to you, then then you still just love them regardless. The Bible says you turn your other cheek, or if someone says something bad about you, you say, well, That is your opinion, but I know that God loves me. I know that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. It doesn't matter what you say about me because God loves me. And what he says about me is what matters. And so you see there's a different way of thinking. And he begins to transform our lives because we think differently. And God is the one who changes us. Let God do the work in you to make you into something new. And then Paul, he says, peace and mercy for all who live by the principle that we have been transformed by Jesus Christ. He said, peace and mercy for all who live by, the, by that principle, the principle of being transformed because of Jesus Christ, because of what he's done and who he is. And so I want to read a scripture this morning. I read a little bit of it, but this is me finishing up this morning. I told you it was going to be quick. Here's Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. It says this, but God, everybody say, but God. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us and shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things, uh, the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us long ago. So I have this to say to you, Masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. Jesus Christ died on a cross because he saw a masterpiece. He didn't see a sinner. He didn't see someone not worthy of love. He saw a masterpiece. He saw you as a masterpiece worthy of, of his love. And so he willingly died on a cross. He willingly died on a cross so that we could be set free, so that our lives could be made new, so that we could all be beautiful butterflies. He died so that something in us would change forever, our hearts, our lives, that he would transform us into something new. Let's leave this place today in a few minutes, not yet. And let's do the good things that God has planned for us to do. Let's do the good things that God has planned for us to do. Let's take these little crafts home. And kids, let's remember that Jesus loves us. Adults, let's remember that Jesus loves us. That he died on a cross for us because he cares for us. That's a timeless truth that two little popsicle sticks and a glue dot can tell us. (laughs) Jesus died on a cross and He loves us. He cares for us. We are His masterpieces. Let's go and do the good things that He has planned for us. Amen? For more information on New Covenant, contact us at 3318 5th Avenue South, Fort Dodge, Iowa, 50501. Or you can call us at 515-955-6222.